my name is Kaya. Welcome back to See You on the Mat, a podcast from Kaya Dalbora Health. I am your host, Kaya, and I'm walking home. <laughs> I'm a little out of breath, so I apologize if it's too distracting. You're probably going to hear some background noise, maybe the swish of my <laughs> Carhartt overalls that I'm wearing. I just spent the last couple hours editing this week's episode with Megan Conley, my dear friend. We've had a couple episodes with her already. And this week we talk about kind of more of the same, but we dive a little bit deeper. We talk about my relationship and my experience to, we talk about Jerf Avenue and my experience teaching that class. And it's, though I have talked to you guys about it, it was really cool to be able to talk to somebody else who could help me break it down even further. And then we go into social media and our relationships with it and our relationships with humans and people and learning and growth. And I think you're really going to like this episode. It's a little longer about finding yourself and self-acceptance again, because it's an ever-changing and ever-changing experience. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so much fun to record, so wonderful to get to speak with Megan. I can't wait to talk with her soon because so much has happened since we, uh, since we recorded this episode. It's been a month or so. It just took me so long to edit, but that being said, I think you're really going to like it. So enjoy, have a good time listening, slide into the DMs if you have any questions, and I'll see you soon. Always just get into... We get into it and then we're like, oh shit, we yeah. should be recording. Yeah. Um, so last time people loved having you on. It was very cool. People were like, I learned so much. The, you know, two people that I know that listen. <laughs> I heard from, uh, I heard from, so- yeah, I heard from like some of my old clients. Um, really? They yeah. listened? Yeah. Oh my God. Very cool. Yeah. And I, because I haven't really been posting a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, when I posted some of the stuff from that I recorded from Mm. the last time I had like a bunch of, a bunch of client, old clients reach out and be like, you're back. I'm like, oh, that's cool that you noticed that I was gone. Yeah, I know. I I think that people don't really realize. So after we recorded and I was editing back the final episode, I was like, fuck this. I have to delete my Instagram. So I deleted it for like 10 days and the amount of people that reached out to me and was, were like, are you, are you okay? okay? <laughs> like, Thank you. But yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. actually really good. Well, it's good to know that people are actually like watching your stuff. I mean, I know that you can see that they're watching, but it's, it's like, if people notice that you're gone, it's like, they're actively like wanting yeah. to hear from and you. So that's cool. One of my friends was like, I miss my like daily checking your stories. I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Though I've always known the stories were like a people enjoy them. It's the posts that I always get, whatever. But I'm back on Instagram now after 10 days of being off uh, it. Yeah. Like we haven't really talked about yeah. it since. So we I just like hear. catch up from our last conversation. Yeah. Which was the last recorded conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better that we just record all of our conversations from here on I know. out. They're really Might always well. insightful. Yeah. Um, well, based, so I logged off of Instagram on the 9th of June. <laughs> and a manifestation came through, which was teaching a class for Jerf Avenue, a brand that I really respect. Um, 
for them when they were in Los Angeles at the mansion that they were renting um, for the week, which was really sick. That I like asked, I turned off Instagram what, on Thursday, Friday, I emailed them and was like, hey, if you guys are down for this, I live in San Diego, would love to teach you, come up and teach you guys a class. They were like, sounds good. So it happened, which was really cool. Like this manifestation coming through without social media was like the universe to me being like, don't worry, it's possible. You don't need it, yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. And then throughout the next week, I just was spending all the time that I would be scrolling, clearing, basically just journaling and clearing. I got through a lot of shit. Like I, I worked through a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff around my relationship with social media and being seen and getting to the bottom of like lack versus ex- not acceptance. Um, what's the opposite? Abundance. Abundance. Yeah. What that means for me um and to me and just getting to the bottom of so many things and then I got back on social media because I was kind of curious I was excited and be I think part of it also was right before this class happened I wanted to get back on for the longest time until I got back on I didn't at all I was like fuck this this is I'm over it and then as the class started getting closer working doing a class for a brand that is so socially heavy um I really wanted to document all of that and share it and also start to test the relationship again because I do like showing up but test my relationship with social media and just really like I can't create boundaries with it if I'm not on it and I no I agree I think that's it's really cool it's hard though it was definitely really hard because that Wednesday was the class and then Saturday went back up for their pop-up event that they had in, in Los Angeles so I I was focused really like the what I learned from teaching them was different than I ever expected I guess and I'm going to talk about the social media part of it first and then I'll go into what I learned but because they're such a socially heavy it's run by a fucking influencer like and a lot of the people that work for them are also like micro or macro influencers so it was like kind of like the subconscious part of me was so strong in wanting to grow and like be seen by them for them to like share my stuff or follow me or like engage with my content and that was just like top of mind from like Tuesday through like Sunday because I was seeing them and I was going to the event and everything and now that I'm out of it a little bit more I didn't get what I wanted if that makes sense like I got what I needed but I didn't get the like I didn't get a lot of them I got some of them like engaging with my content and following me but I didn't get the ones that I wanted and I'm so embarrassed to say that out loud, but like truly just like some of them that I was like, this would be really like you following me is me like getting validation that I did a good job. And also like you want to be friends <laughs> as much as I want to be your friend because <laughs> I thought you were really cool, but I didn't get that validation because they didn't follow me back. And it was also kind of a wake up call. I definitely got some pings and have been getting them still being like, you're not meant to grow that way. Like that's not actually what you need to to grow your business and grow your social media. So release that. And going and back- grow to- yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Like you have to think about um, when you want people, like what are the reasons that you want them to be engaged, right? It's like, what's yeah. the intention and why- why are you hurt? Cause being hurt is a trigger too, you know? Yeah, so yeah like, exactly. What, totally. What's this showing me? 
there's a lot, there's a lot to, to think about too, when it comes to like bringing on clients or, um, having people like follow you. A lot of it is, and this is, this is something I had to learn, um, you know, over time for me personally, it was like, I wanted to work with people who were at the level that I was ready to guide them. So like people that are in this same space as me, and I don't have to like do a ton of work to like get them to understand the mindset mm. work. You know what I mean? Cause that stuff can be complicated talking about subconscious belief systems and talking about how your perception is based on the way that, you know, you were programmed a lot of people don't accept that way of thinking. Yeah. But I was constantly, I just wanted clients or I wanted specific clients. And you never know, like, if they're actually going to be a good fit for oh, yeah. you. So yeah. it's, it's about this, like, give and take, I think, too, is just like understanding who, who these people are and, and understanding why you want them to be a part of your world and your existence. Mm. And if it's not happening, what was that in that podcast? What she said, like, um, rejection is redirection, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, if some of these mm. people didn't follow you, it's because that's like, you're saying that's not the way you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. That's not for you right now, maybe down the line, but like, yeah. it's just redirecting you to people that you match your energy with and that you can help and that can help you and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ooh, that's a true, that's a good point. Um, because there was so much frustration and that's, that's my like sign of knowing that I'm not on the right path is frustration and human design. And then satisfaction is the, the sign that I'm, I am on the right path. I don't remember the exact mm -hmm. terminology, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Frustration is your not self, not self. That's the word. Yeah. 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 It's mine too. Yeah. And I was feeling a lot of that resistance. And I also was feeling that frustration with social media before. And I'm kind of feeling it a little bit again, but I'm also just like, I'm really trying to be because I've done so much work over the last couple of weeks, those little triggers that are coming up and the little voices in my head, I'm able to actually be like, okay, this is what's coming up right now. This is how we can reframe that and rephrase that. Because I realized also I spend so much time alone. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I spend so much time alone. I work from home. I don't have any employees other than my assistant who doesn't even live in San Diego. And we don't talk that often. I don't see people during the day that frequently. So there's not a lot of, I've done a lot of work clearing, but I haven't done a lot of work putting thing, that into action. And that's where I've seen the most growth which is also why it was really cool to be having ha done all of that work before doing something that was really scary to me, which was stepping into this space to teach a class for people that I had no idea who they were, even though I, I mean, I, I knew who they were and I admired them a lot, but I didn't actually know them as people and wanting to be accepted. I've done a lot of work realizing that I forever and even my, one of my first sessions with Masha, she was like, you're, and I'm, I'm curious to talk to you about this because I don't know what the belief, where that started. I've been trying to figure it out, but I'm like, there's no one memory that I have that started this belief. But basically 
from a young age, I have chameleoned myself into the people that I meet, people pleasing in a way, just like personality wise. For the most part, my solid group of friends in high school, I think were the only group. I mean, there were certain things that I do that I was like, ooh, that was like not, that was not me. But you know, you're young, you're still figuring it out. But for the most part, I was like, I feel the most free with these people and still to this day. But everybody else, it's like throughout my entire life, I just kind of did what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And not to an extent where I was like rolling over and letting them walk all over me. I still had my voice within that container of relationship, Mm -hmm. but I was still, you know, I was looking to everybody else to tell me what was right. And we talked, I mean, this was like one of the first things we talked about in my sessions of like a fear of being wrong, but it's because I would look to everybody else, like my parents. And I think it, a lot of it does come down to my parents, especially my mom. Um, But looking to her to tell me what was right and what was wrong, looking to society to tell me what was right and what was wrong, what I needed to look like, how I needed to act to get the boy or be the cool person. Um, This is, this is like this is how it's set up. This is how the world is set up from the very moment that you're born is that Mm -hmm. to, that you don't know about, you don't know anything. And so you have to look to your caretakers, the people that raise you to guide you and tell you like what to do and, you know, all those kinds of things. And that just gets you programmed to start looking outside of yourself constantly. Yeah. And that's where everybody is, you know, like everybody has that experience unless they're raised to make every single decision, you know, on their own. And that's really, at least, you know, from my perspective, that's not how a lot of people grew up. That's not how I grew up. You know, there was this like, revelation that I had yesterday that kind of go it like it goes with this so I think it's worth talking about and I haven't talked about it to anyone or said it out loud so I don't know how it's gonna come out (laughs) but um the whole the whole process right is like there's something that you want there's something that you desire there's some kind of like manifestation that you're trying to call in um you want something, you want something that you don't have. Right. And the only way this goes with what you were saying about taking action, like the only way to get that is to do stuff, (laughs) you know, like the only way to get what you want is to go out and start doing stuff. But it's, it's like experimenting, doing stuff, is experimenting. So it's like, yeah, you're never going to know what's right for you until you do something and you figure out if it is right for you or not, you know, like it's in the action that you decide whether it works for you or not. And there's a lot of paths that you can take and you can pick things that work for you and you could throw away things that don't, but you don't figure any of that stuff out until you actually take action. Yeah. So there's what you want. And the answer is to just take action, experiment, just start doing, you know, do what people are telling you to do and see what you like and take it and leave the rest. Do what your intuition is telling you to do and see if that's what actually feels good and follow that or it will lead you somewhere else. Um, But the stuff that gets in the way 
of us actually taking action, that's like the deep rooted fears mm -hmm. of failure or rejection or being judged and the subconscious limiting beliefs that come up, you know, you can't make money and do what you love, or you're never going to be as successful as you think, or, you know, you're always going to be alone. All of those things will come up to stop you from just taking action to figuring out what it is that works for you. And that's the, that's the stuff to work through is like that gap. Mm -hmm. The thing that stands between where you are now wanting something and actually taking action and going after it. Yeah. And then after you take action, that's when I think all the triggers are come, they come up, right? Cause you're mm -hmm. in the middle of taking action and then people say something or people judge you or like something goes wrong and you get triggered. And then there's that work to do and understanding all of that. That process just became so clear to me yesterday when I was driving home and, um, it is, it is one of those things where and sometimes taking, sometimes the action to take is no action at all. Yeah. As well. Like taking a break from social media. But in, that's an action also. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, the action of deleting, it lets so many things come through. The other thing is that, um, you know, you were asking about like you, how you said you can't find one specific memory mm -hmm. and something that is, uh, becoming clear through a lot of the work that I'm doing on myself, um, is that the belief originates somewhere, but it's reinforced in a million different moments yeah. and memories. And yeah. so I think that if you can't find the root, like the one experience that created this belief, whatever comes up for you is what you're supposed to work through. Yeah. If you can still get to the root of what's going on through, you know, looking at one specific memory, maybe it was in college or maybe it was in high school, you can still get to the root of what that belief is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be the first one and usually when you unblock one of them you start to remember like it starts to link to all of these other memories where mm. the same thing happened and so you might be able to find that first memory after going through one experience but i think it's important when you're doing this work to understand that like you could try and think so hard to find that memory and, and never find it and then just not do the work. And that's not the point, right? The point is to help clear. And so that's good to know, because I feel like a lot of the time we do just want to get, we know that there's a belief that started somewhere and sometimes we neglect the other experiences that reinforced, but there's so much power in those experiences too, just going back and giving your younger self a hug or whatever needs to happen there. I don't know what you were just saying, just really kind of alleviated some of the, the pressure there. But something that I learned from going to that class, and I kind of talked about it in another a previous episode, solo episode that I just did, was that her energy, so Matilda Jurf is the founder of Jurf Avenue, and she's a you know 2.5 million, fo million follower 
influencer uh, from Sweden. And her energy and kindness really just like expanded me to the max throughout that whole day before I was, you know, getting to their house. I was just telling myself, just be yourself, know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Don't worry about, you know, anything else. Just, you know, sit in your own energy. You're here to help give energy to these people and calm them down and let them like energize and, you know, refresh. So don't, don't worry, just be yourself. And as soon as I got there, she was the only person that I was in contact with from the house. So she helped me unload the car and set up everything. And, uh, we just chatted. It was just like, we were old friends. It was very cool. And just this very like calm space to be in. And for somebody who has so much attention on her in a lot of ways, and recently she's grown a lot in the public eye. Um, just a lot of like articles written about her, her brand, Jerf Avenue is growing a lot. I mean, they just had an event, a pop-up event in Los Angeles. Like a lot is happening with her and for her to just be, to give me, like, I really felt like she was very present with me and giving me space, which I didn't really expect. And also it was a very nice reminder of what that feels like. And what I want to also be for other people is giving them the space to be themselves and to chat and really presently hear and listen because I feel like I, because I'm alone so much (laughs) and I work through all of my shit alone, I'm in my head a lot. And I don't, when I'm with other people, I'm thinking about my, my own shit. I'm, you know, constantly thinking about how they're perceiving me instead of just being there and taking it in. I mean, it's, that's kind of an, I don't know. That's how I feel about it in my head. I'm not necessarily, I think when I'm with other people now, especially after that experience, I'm a lot more cognizant of it, but like before too, I think it was probably like 30% presence, 70% in my head, freaking it, not freaking out, but just being like, am I cool enough? Am I, you know, doing enough to let them feel seen and, you know, make them feel special or am I saying the right thing? Well, the whole thing with that is like what we kind of talked about last time is just like learning how to accept yourself. Yeah. And just be, yeah. And I got, I get it because when I was working from home all the time, like I, I was the exact same way just in my head all the time. And it's, I started to develop even some social anxiety because it was just home all the time. Oh yeah. By myself. And especially moving to a new place. It's Mm. like, yeah, it was, it was, it was was weird because you're just like scared all the time. You're just like scared to leave. You're scared to like have a conversation because you're just afraid that you're going to be judged or you're not going to be liked or accepted and things like that. And, um, it wasn't until I started working part-time outside of the house, like doing the stretching stuff, um, that I fell back into place. Yeah. Socially. Being with other people just alleviates so much of that anxiety and you're able to grow so much with other people. Yeah. And you get to see, you can see your triggers more clearly. Yeah. You know, um, it's because it's through these experiences that you're having You're you can notice 
what things are coming up. And then when you're doing it a lot, you're not thinking as much about what you say or how you say it or how yes. you're being perceived. You're just like, okay, if something triggers me or if I say something, you know, that gets a negative reaction from somebody else, then I'm going to go home and I'm going to do the work to understand why. But you, you just start living, yeah. you know, well, and then the work exposes itself. And that's just, that's building the trust muscle. That's building the acceptance thing, yeah. having conversations with strangers, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, it, it helps you see what you're capable of and that like, that's, that's why I think doing this work is excellent, but when you're only doing the work and you're not living, it's not, it's not balanced, Yeah, you know, and then you're training yourself to be in your head all the time. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, yes. Oh, that just training yourself to be in your head just hit me a lot harder <laughs> after the fact I really just heard that. Yeah. Because I mean, I can see this from somebody in my, my life personally, who doesn't like, does not go outside, doesn't see very many people outside of family frequently. And I can see the change in their personality and the social anxiety that has ensued because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and their lack of wanting to change, um, which frustrates me. Um, <laughs> I cannot change a person. But this is what's, this is what's good about being able to just talk about this kind of stuff out loud, because yeah. I don't think anybody that follows me or, you know, talks to me or knows me would ever think, oh, she has social anxiety, you know, yeah. or she did have social anxiety or whatever, you yeah. know, but it is something that, oh, I was talking to. So we're, we're, we just hired this guy and I was interviewing him yesterday and he like, he's a holistic practitioner, but actually like a fucking expert in mm. holistic practicing. Um, he, the conversation I had with him yesterday, it, it expanded me so much. Um, he, I don't even remember where I was going with it. What was I going to say? What was your conversation about? We had a conversation about a lot of stuff, but there was, um, I'm, I'm just going to talk about, about what we talked about. Maybe it'll come back up in my head, but um, he specializes. He looks at the whole picture, right? He can do chiropractic work. He can do massage work. He has like nutrition background. He, he looks at the body in a structural way. Um, he's got all this knowledge around anatomy. He Oh, I think that what I was going to say was like, if I, I was thinking yesterday, you know, how much of an impact this guy had on me in one conversation mm. and how much of an impact he's going to have on me, you know, because he's now going to be working with me. I'm going to work with him all the time. And I'm just going to get to like soak in all of his knowledge. And we're going to get to have these amazing conversations around all the stuff that I care about and all mm. the stuff that like lights me up. And I was thinking if I never like took this part-time job, which I resisted for such a long time mm -hmm. mentally, if I never did that, I never would have met this guy 
you know, and I never would have found this expander and potential mentor for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, it's, it's, it really is in the experiences and, and going out there and having conversations and learning that way. Yeah. At least for me. No, and it's funny. I agree. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. It's funny because when I, it's funny you brought up Masha because I was thinking about her today too, how when we, when I was doing a lot of work with her, she kept telling me over and over, like, you need to get out. You need to go have experiences. You need to go to markets. You need. When were you guys working together? Before like, you got your before. job? Yeah. yeah like, way ah. before. like last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I was like, I know, I know I need to get out. I know I need to, you know, go have experiences and converse with people, whatever. But I just couldn't do it. Mm. I just kept like finding other things that were taking priority, you know? Mm. And I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, you know, she was right. I should have, I should have probably done it earlier, but I eventually did get to a point myself where I felt like, okay, it's time I'm ready. Yeah. And a lot of that is, is listening to you, to your intuition and what yeah. it's time. I'm really excited because something else that came up from that class outside of just like expanding me to show what it means to be around other people <laughs> um, is that I love, love, love creating spaces where people feel special. I was able to finagle away to get Lululemon to donate water bottles for the class. And I bought a bunch of mats that were really cute and brightly colored. And I put together little goodie bags of my own merch and gave them to them. And when they walked outside and they saw the space, they were like, oh my God, this is so cute. They were so stoked about Lululemon water bottles because you know, it's Lululemon. And <laughs> they were so cute too, like so colorful. And Lulu gave me an extra one too. I was like, that's so nice. Aww. You did not need to do that. But it was very cool. And Matilda was just like very, she was like, look how happy they are. And I was like, you are a great boss. That's, that's so amazing that you just really take it all in and love them you're, it just is so clear to me that you are so secure in yourself. And that's what I think I was needing to see too, of like, it's possible. Um, but I love creating a space where people feel special. If there's a way to get that also like Lulu showed me that there's a way to get free shit for people to make them feel special. So with, I'm really excited. I'm going to start putting on events more throughout the spaces that my clients exist. So we're going to do one in San Diego with Holy Matcha um, and I'm getting some local vendors, hopefully, to put, help put together little goodie bags, which will be really fun so people can feel special that way. Um, oh, love a train in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and then I'm going to do a, a class in my parents' backyard when I'm home in August and have some of my friends who have flower shop. My friend Hope does jewelry. Um, she also works at a hair salon. So she was thinking we could do a little goodie bag with them and just, you never know until you ask. No, I love this. It's great. I don't know when it's going to stop. So just so it's going. very, that first one was really loud, but the, the rest of them have been just quieter and it's, yeah, great. it's probably it's getting further away, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, I'm really excited to create this space that people can come into and release on Saturday when I was back at the event. 
the people who were at the class would come up to me and be like, that class was exactly what we needed. I, that was so nice. I felt so energized after I felt so calm. I am going to come take more classes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's amazing. And what was crazy is the next day after I taught the class, so I taught the class Wednesday, Thursday, some of the girls got in a car accident. And one of the girls was like, if we hadn't had your class, my anxiety would have been through the roof. And I was like, that's amazing. Also, I'm so sorry about your car, (laughs) but also like, that's all I could ever hope for, for doing what I do. And I want to do that more for more people in person. I don't want to, I'm not at a place where I want to create a space, like a standalone brick and mortar space to do that. That doesn't sound good to me yet, but building a way where I can incorporate local businesses and the people in the area. I want to do one in San Francisco because I have a lot of clients up in San Francisco. So that was really cool. That was also expansive. So I started planning those things to make them a little bit more than what they were. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what comes of those and how how fun. They're going to be really fun. It's really yeah. exciting. And it's something that, you know, would you have had that experience had you not taken a step back from social media? Mm, yeah. You know? I like to think that it's the background. It's, it's a little dick way. energy right there. <laughs> oh, I have had that experience had I not. Yeah, I think that it's important that we see the things that we are so attached to. Yeah. You know, and and feel it. See it. Take a step back from it you know, ask, asking yourself, what would it be like if I didn't have this thing anymore? Let me just live in that space for a week or for two, you know, without this thing that I'm so attached to and just see what else comes up, you know, see what you can learn, see what experiences you have, see where it leads you. I think that, I think those are the moments when you figure out who you are and like what you want and what you want to do is when you let go of those things that you think are giving you purpose when really it's, it's you, you know, Mm. taking a step back from social media when you feel like that's the only way you're going to be able to grow your business. I think it's huge to be able to do that. Yeah. And then you're able to see that you were able to make shit happen without social media doesn't mean you don't have to use it but it releases the attachment that you have with it and then when you go back you're not as attached you know you're more present you're like this could grow my business but I know that it doesn't have to you know I kind of want to go off it again because I came back on and then was super attached to it because of what I had just done the event and then the pop-up event like or the class and then the pop-up event it was just like yeah you went ba- you might have gone back too soon or you went back um and your your mind like snapped right back into where it was before you took your it wasn't the same place it was a different place but it was similar it was it was like an aggressive like checking constantly to see if certain people had followed me back yeah. literally 
because before I was like frustrated and I was just like, I'm over this shit. What's also crazy is that I had shit pop off <laughs> when I came back. Like I had, I had a real go viral. And then the next post I posted was the class and that did super well. And then I had the Holy Matcha event posted and nine people have already signed up and there's limited availability. So it's almost halfway full, which is really crazy. And that was fast. And then I posted something else. Oh, I posted myself. Like I posted another. The thing is a lot of them also have to do with Jerk Avenue, which is great, but also like kind of cheating because people love that brand and it popped off. Like those posts would do well because of that. And then I did something else. I posted some a couple other reels and they just like also took off, which was crazy. But then the last couple of post posts that I've done have not I don't know. And then can I'm I say going some, back in. Can I say something about that? No. Come on. <laughs> so Always. with with Instagram and TikTok, because I had the same thing happen to me. You know, I had that viral video on TikTok and then it was in, insane how much exposure I was getting after that but then it died yeah right and I think that that happens with a lot of people um the what I've learned is that who the fuck knows what the algorithm is doing you know how is it deciding who gets it like we know that the you know the couple things right but you don't actually really know how it's getting yeah pushed out and what people are liking about that, et cetera, et cetera, right? What you, you can't control that. Like, this is something you can't control. And I think we get stuck in that, like, oh, this video was really good. So I have to do things like that all the time. And then you start forcing yourself into this box of what you think you're supposed to do in order to get liked. Again, you, we don't know what the algorithm is doing. We can't control it. You can't control it. And so at that core, at the essence of it, like, what is it that you want to be doing? You know, from my perspective, I'm like, I'm just going to post what feels good. You know, like, I'm just going to post what feels good to me. And I'm not going to worry about whether people are going to like it, comment on it, et cetera. And I know, and I trust that at some point the algorithm will work in my favor again, but I'm not going to change the way that I show up for that reason. You know, like I'm going to show up the same way, the way that makes me feel good. And then if it, if it blows up, it blows up. But if it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything about me or my content. Yeah. And that's something that I've been really cognizant of as well. I've just been with returning to posting that was something that I was like, okay, we really have to, this is our list of how we're going to post again. Like this is the questions we're going to ask ourselves. I actually, one night before I logged back onto Instagram or while I was the first night I was back on Instagram, I, I did a little journaling about how I can come back. Mm-hmm. And I decided that Kaya as a human, I split myself into two. And I'm curious, oh, I wanted to talk to you about that because I was like, oh, I'm curious what Megan thinks about this. So I split myself into two, Kaya the human and Kaya the, not the influencer, Kaya the instructor. And Kaya the human doesn't have an Instagram. So Kaya the human, whenever she's on, 
Instagram phone is away. That's not for us. We are present. We have our experiences. We live our life. When Kai, the instructor is going on, she posts from the Kai, the instructor place. She logs in and looks at social media from that lens. It is very hard to, um, to switch them though. I will say like my scroll, I had to also break down when I scroll, when I post and when I post stories, like what, what those mean to me and break those down and how can I reframe them when I show up again. And I think because of the Jerf Avenue stuff, it was a huge, huge test that I don't think I (laughs) passed very well um, of that is a Kaya, what I did for them, Kaya the instructor, my love for them, Kaya the human. And so like that dichotomy between the two really didn't come back. Like it didn't, it didn't work. It hasn't worked yet. <laughs> it kind of has, but it hasn't. And it helps me to think like, okay, you're Kaya the human right now. We're not, we don't have Instagram. We're not going on Instagram. We don't have to worry about it. Let's go be present, find something that you want to do. And then when I'm working and I'm Kai the, the instructor, um, then I can, but then it it's very hard in the moment for me, like in the moment on social media for me to switch them. But do you, that has helped me uh, get present again, at least when I'm on. What, yeah. What is it? What is the point of splitting yourself into like, what was the, what was the purpose behind it or the intention behind it? To have boundaries when I show back up on social media to start to reestablish my relationship with social media, I'd say. Why? No. (laughs) Really? Okay. Okay. Well, I just, it does make sense. No, that's not a judgment, but. But I want you to just tell me a little bit, like go deeper, like what about, what boundaries, like what, um, Mm, what are you what's yeah what's well just answer the question I mean I don't I don't actually have like a I don't know I'm trying to yeah no no I know you don't know but then I was like you know I know where where I'm gonna go with this (laughs) where it's going um I think what are you trying to avoid by like splitting yourself into two I'm trying to avoid that was also part of it. I should go my journals downstairs. Um, also, I'm probably gonna have to go downstairs to grab my charger in a second, but I'm it's trying to, um, okay. Um, let me finish this and we can take a, a quick break. Maybe at two, let's take a quick break at two. Um, so the goal with that was to Kaya, the human is still healing her fear of judgment and healing her need to be seen. Kai, the instructor, already, she's already got it. She's already fine. Because when I stand up and I teach a class, I'm fine. I'm not worried about what other people are thinking. I'm like, you're fucking good at this. Keep going. That is you. That's, that's also part of it is knowing that that's also me. So feeling in my power there, but there's still those, like, I guess maybe I'm like naming my subconscious beliefs that are still around versus not, I don't, Yeah. Versus not. I think part of it too was I wanted that space because then I could rearrange and look at social media in a professional way and not post personally, but I haven't been doing a good job of that either. Well, what's the, what's wrong with posting personally and professionally? What's wrong with the two of them bleeding together? 
Why do they have to be separate? Because I'm not seeing the results I want to see right now. <laughs> what it sounds like is you shit, you basically, when you show up as an instructor, you, or on social media as an instructor, yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is how it happens in your classes, but with social media in particular, you show up as an instructor, you push away all of the self-doubt you push away all of the limiting beliefs you say i'm going to deal with that later now i'm going to show up as what i will say it's not i have yet to i have yet to well to do that well to actually do that i i have that in my head you know but i still it's still this like addictive use of my phone that I'm not consciously taking a step back every time I look on social media. So it's not, but what's wrong with that? I'm exhausted. I, I'm doing a better job of like reinforcing and reprogramming negative beliefs that come up when I'm on social media. Mm hmm but I'm not like, I'm not being like, I'm Kylie. It's so hard. I like had this idea in my head and then it's just like, it's not, it's a good idea in my head. And it's a good idea when I'm not on social media in my head, it, it like feels good. It calms me down. It brings me back into myself. Like when I'm also Kaya the human and I'm like, I'm not on social media. I don't have social media. I, I feel that same sense of knowing that I do when I'm teaching a class. So it's kind yeah. of like, it all still exists together. Like I, I still know that I'm the same. Does that make sense? But all of your self-doubt and limiting beliefs come up when you go into social media. You got to look at this, right? I could be wrong, but this is what I'm seeing is and hearing from you is that like, when you are who you are, like just being Kaya the human, you're in a good present calm place right yeah and then the same thing happens when you show up to instruct a class right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then something shifts when you get on social media and it's not social media it's what happens within you when you get on there mm -hmm. yeah A lot of it is why isn't this performing well? Why aren't I being seen? Why, why does Instagram not want me to belong here? Or like, why is it telling me that I don't belong here? And that's been something that I've been trying to work through too, being like, I do belong here. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I feel like I'm like kind of, sorry to interrupt really Go fast. ahead. I feel like, oh, that's so interesting. I feel like I see what I want. And like, I remember when I was debating quitting my job um, back in the day and I had- I remember that. <laughs> I had, I was debating quitting my job and then I really, like I was thinking like, what is my dream job? And I was getting paid to be me. Like basically being who I am and making money off it. <laughs> and- that's what also drew me to social media to start posting there was because I was like, this is a way for me to be me and, and to 
you know, build up this world and build up this community and eventually get paid for it. It's very hard to get paid for it. Yeah. But you're going at it like with the intention of what? Getting paid or like getting seen, being seen. Maybe both. Yeah. Right. What is being seen get you? Like, what do you get from that? Like, what do you get from Mm. being seen on social media? If I'm seen, seen, (laughs) I've been doing a lot of work. Also about the friendship stuff. Being seen means that I'm valuable in society. And that means that I'm not alone. Okay. But what is like in your head, in the business trajectory, like what is what does being seen mean for your business? Mm. Ah, yes. More people that come to my account, the more people that see me, mm-hmm. the more the ratio of people that come to take class with me and flow in to my business and mm-hmm. buy memberships and mm-hmm. join the community. And then mm-hmm. the more memberships I have, the more money that I have, the more of the life that I want that is full of freedom and full of whatever I want comes in yeah Think. it's free it's freedom yeah. like yeah. that's what it is and oh oh, oh wait before you go in um okay so I was because I was showing up in lack a lot so I was diving like I said earlier diving into what lack is to me and what abundance is to me and I could not figure out for the life of me what abundance was for me because I could figure out what lack was but I couldn't figure out what abundance was and I was on a walk with my friend Sarah and she was like what does abundance feel like for you? Like when you see other people in abundance, like what does that feel like? And for a while there, I was like, it's safety because of money. It's safety, it's Mm -hmm. freedom. It's feeling that joy and whatever. And then as I broke it down, it was like, no, no, that feeling of safety, that feeling of, you know, having money and and feeling joy is actually just like an abundance of self-acceptance. And yeah, that's what and knowing right like knowing that no matter what happens you're going to be okay yeah no matter who is in your life or who leaves or whatever like you're going to be okay yeah and that is what most of us are afraid of and that's why we attach ourselves to these things Mm. I have to force it I have to make sure that it happens because if I don't who am I you know, if I, if it doesn't happen the way that I think that it's supposed to happen or in the time that I think it's supposed to happen, like, who am I? I must not be worthy. I must not be accepted. I must not be important, you know, mm. and that just lowers your self-worth. And the, the trick, the problem with all that is it keeps you going back into it and trying to force it and trying to force it instead of like, you know, I fucking hate when people say this, but just like trusting. No, no, but it's true. And just like knowing one thing that has really shifted for me around this um, has been like people leaving. Okay. So this is happening at, at my work right now. I, did I tell you I got promoted there? I don't know. Nice. I did. Yeah. Congrats. So I'm like managing all of the, um, the flexologists, the people that stretch, I'm just like managing them and coaching them and stuff. And, um, one thing that we're dealing with is like, some people are choosing to move on, to leave, to go do their own thing, which is amazing. And I'm so happy for them. It's they're all in the wellness field. So I'm just like, yeah, sweet. When it first started happening, I immediately was taking it personally 
you know, I'm like, you're leaving. Okay. What do I have to do? Da, 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 da. And I couldn't actually be happy for them, you know? Mm. And then I had to get myself, you know, doing the work, I had to get myself to the space where I realized like, that's a lack mentality. Yes. I'm afraid that if you leave, the business isn't going to do well. I'm not going to do well. I'm going to be looked at as not good at my job and I'm going to feel less worthy of being here or I'm going to feel like a failure or whatever it is. When I started thinking about it as, okay, this person leaving means that it opens up space for someone else to come in, someone that has really good energy, someone that's, you know, well-rounded, someone that has a lot to offer. Not that this other person that's leaving doesn't, right? But them leaving opens up space for something yeah. really and great to come Now through. you're a part of that. So you, there's a, it'll change that energy because it's, it's, it'll, you're a part of it. So yeah. this is exactly. And this is the whole point is like, when you look at things through that kind of a lens of this person's leaving, that means that something better or something bigger is coming through or just something great in general, not saying anything about this, these people that are leaving. Right. But like it opens up the, the door and opportunity for, for more to come in and that place, number one, makes me immediately feel happy for these people that are leaving, like truly happy and excited for them. Not fake, you know, like actually yeah. happy. Number two, it puts me in a state of calm because I don't have to worry. I'm like, this person's going to leave, but someone else is going to come in, you know? Um, and then number three, like the evidence of that actually happening is what I think secures you in having that acceptance and that belief. This guy, this guy that I was just talking about, this holistic practitioner who's come in, he's amazing. Like I literally couldn't dream up a better candidate to come in. And I know that he's gonna shape and shift the job in such a powerful way that makes everyone excited to be at work every day, even though it is just part-time for most people. Um, so evidently seeing that come through, it's just, it's reassurance, you know, and that's the whole key I think is like, it's hard to just kind of trust and know that like, okay, if I let go of this thing, whatever it is, if I let go of it, something else is going to fill its space. You know, yeah. it's not going to stay empty. Mm. And if it does, then that's the sign from the universe. More space for you. Yeah. 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 More space for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really truly what I've, I've just been really trying to work on lately is just like accepting everything, accepting myself, good, bad mistakes, achievements, you know, all of that with that accepting other people and reducing my fear of judgment and not judging others and coming in and giving space to other people because it's not about me. 
I'm still walking home. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Megan, for being wonderful as always. If you would like to work with Megan or follow along on her journey, oh, we got some construction. You can go ahead and look at this, the description of this episode for her contact information, her Instagram, her website, how to work with her, all the goods. She is amazing and she's based out of Bend, Oregon. So if you're in Bend, I want to get stretched at Stretch Lab. That's where you can find her during the week as well. So that being said, thank you so much for listening, you guys. You make my world go round. I'm so grateful every time someone tells me, oh, I listen to your podcast. It truly melts my heart and reminds me that I'm not alone (laughs) in the world. And I appreciate that. So thank you so much. And I will see you on the mat. Bye.